From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in sleepy, sunny Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and gaming development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. And I'm Dale LaCroix, and I'm here too. For this year's GDC special, Mark and I talk about what we didn't saw at this year's largest gathering of video game creators. So let's start. Oh, I forgot that line. <laughs> it's not. It's not, it's not, it's not in the script. It's yeah, okay. why is that not in the script? Uh, <laughs> oopsies. Because <laughs> we were scrambling this episode together. That's so kind of Dale true. and I got back this morning at 6 a.m. from the day we're recording. It's yes. now like three o'clock. Yes. And so we had a little bit of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> a little we took, bit. We took, we took a good nap. Yeah. GDC for us ended yesterday. Uh, hopefully we'll get this episode out to you before too long, a couple days from where we record it. Mm-hmm. So we can give you these impressions right away yeah. uh, before we forget them and fall into a week long, uh, you know, a conference crud uh, <laughs> despair. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what everyone says at conferences like, oh, you know, you're going to, you're going to get the conference crud. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then, <laughs> then you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it happens. It's just how it is. Yeah. So what happened in Minneapolis while we were gone? I hear you recorded a podcast. We we did. You did an episode with Ellen. Yeah, we did. And it, was, it went really well. Yeah. Um, so yes. that one, you listener has not heard that yet. We're, yeah. gonna, we're doing these out of order so you can get our GDC Yeah, soon. And in that episode, we say the next episode will be the GDC episode because we didn't realize this <laughs> one's coming out first. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, our, our listeners expect nothing less. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I talked to a lot of people at GDC, so we'll have a bunch of new listeners. So Sweet. for everybody new... They are terrible at calendar math. <laughs> yes. So, right. yes. So anytime they talk about when something's happening, they they do this long pause and mm-hmm. then they think about uh, when is this episode coming out versus when is this event happening? Right. <laughs> and we are always at least a day off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at, at least. least. Yeah. <laughs> it's charming. Yeah. It is charming. We hope. Someone, someone needs to put together a wiki <laughs> for our references and All inside jokes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you you guys are terrible at it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Um, before we start talking about uh, Mark and Dale's experiences at GDC, I did want to bring up like the different news things that happened in GDC that weren't necessarily pertaining to GDC. Yeah, stuff uh, did happen. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, Nintendo announced a whole bunch of Nindies, and then you know Nintendo Indies, clever name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of them was Cadence of High Rule. Yes, yes, is- yes, yes. <laughs> Are you very excited about this, Martha? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the it's the. Uh, for the people who made what's it, Crypt of the Necro Dancer? Yes. Um, and they are taking the the Zelda, you know, franchise and making uh Crypt of the Necro Dancer like Zelda themed skin thing. I'm so excited. Yeah. It looked pretty it's good from fun. that trailer. You get to play Zelda. That's this is something that Nintendo has so far failed at. So this is true. I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I think it's gonna be it's it is also very surprising because like Nintendo hasn't Allowed and then yeah, indie, how did they get that IP? Yeah, an indie game like an indie game developer has not really been allowed to like you know mess with Nintendo things yeah. until now. It feels like sort of similar, but like a next step up from what uh, Shovel Knight had when they had they get they like got their own amiibo. Yeah, um, although actually the story of how that happened is super interesting. You should look it up, listener. Oh, also you know like Shovel Knight is in Smash and is the only indie uh, thing. Well, not I guess the only trophy, right? the only cis trophy in yeah. Smash. Which is wild, but it also I think uh, Smash also had a bunch of different uh, indie like spirits or whatever too. Yeah, like Shantae and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So 
It's, I guess they're like trying something new now. Yeah. I don't know. We're, well, I mean, one of the things that you learn when you go to GDC is like, it, it's really it's like any deal can happen with anybody. Yeah. Like, it seems like there's like these like, oh, we don't, that's not how it's done. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not how it has worked maybe. Yeah. But um, the, the barriers of communication especially are, are, are much lower. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, which isn't to say that these things are going to like explode, you know, all this, this more of stuff like this. It's just much more possible now than it ever was. Yeah. And that's really good news. Mm-hmm. Totally. Speaking of weird crossovers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cuphead is on switch, which isn't that surprising. Cause I think uh, it was supposed to be a timed exclusive, but it's coming with Xbox achievements on your Nintendo switch. Mm-hmm. We're in 2019 people. This is our life now. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I wonder if Nintendo had its own achievement trophy style system. Yeah. Like, would this have fl- would this fly? Oh, probably you know I mean? not. Because because a lot of this is is Microsoft is trying to you know they they want Xbox Live everywhere. Yeah. Right? They they announced um uh, you know for uh, Android and iOS support for mm-hmm. like uh, achievements and Xbox Live services. Yeah. And Switch has been rumored, and this is the first case of it. Mm-hmm. And Cuphead is. It's a Microsoft published game. Yeah, that's true. So, um, like, it all, this all seems like the right experiment to try this with. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder, like, would Nintendo have allowed it if they had their own system? Well, I mean, we could look at Steam for that because Cuphead is yeah. also on Steam. Right. Um, and it just uses Steam achievements. It doesn't have Xbox Live achievements. Oh, okay. So, uh, I think if Nintendo had, I don't think Nintendo is interested in having achievements. But if yeah, Nintendo right. did, they would probably not want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Xbox wants to do this because that means Xbox stuff is on Switch. Right. They it, get the, all their grubby hands on <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo things. Well, Xbox is a, is a, is more of a brand proposition now yeah. than, than a, a product exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And that's, I mean, that sounds cynical, but actually that seems kind of like an interesting play. For, it's, I like that every one of the console makers is the carving out its own identity in space. Yeah. And they're not just three funny. identical you know, boxes running the same multi-platform titles. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm glad for that. So Mm -hmm. this is a new precedent. Um, Also, Quantic Dream games will be on PC. You know, uh, games like, uh, what's it, Beyond Two Souls and uh, what's the one that just came out? Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Those will be on PC. Those, they weren't already? They were not. I think they were PlayStation PlayStation exclusives. Oh, okay. So uh, now they're, you know, coming to PC and you can play it on there. Mm -hmm. More people can give it a shot. Dale, you and I played uh, Beyond and Heavy Rain together. Yes, we did. And uh, you were driving the controller, and I was like, do that. And you're like, no. And that's, <laughs> that's basically how we played it. And it was pretty fun. I do not recall this. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the Press X to Jason thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't played these games, but Dale was like, you press X to Jason. And I was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Th- there is a song about pressing X to Jason. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the link to that in the show. Notes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In that, I got the Good Dad Award. Oh, and yeah. I will not shut up about it. That's <laughs> I'm right. Such, I'm such a good dad. That's right. It started your obsession with, with playing good dads in video games, right? <laughs> Which is why you liked Octodad so much. I did like Octodad. It's also uh, how I think I would be a great dad, <laughs> but not a good mom. And that's how we don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I aspire to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, also Vampire the Masquerade's Bloodlines 2, the sequel. That can't be a real thing. Like a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Well, the original one is like, the, 
The original one is like a cult classic sort of thing. Yeah. And I think it's like a role playing. A cult of vampires. Cult of vampires. <laughs> oh, now I remember. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like pen and paper RPG, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's more like that. Um, I guess they're just releasing a new one. I didn't watch the trailer or anything, but I'm sure people are excited because I know a lot of people were really into that game. Uh huh. So. Yes. So, Mark. Uh huh. Dale. Yes. We've gathered you here together today. <laughs> <laughs> For one and one thing only. GDC top. <laughs> uh, yeah, GDC was really good this year for yeah? me. Um, for maybe reasons I can get into in a bit. But we can talk a little bit about what I saw at the show. When you go, I've been to GDC a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And um, the appeal of it, and I know Martha, you'll agree, is like the talks, right? The sessions, the nerdy stuff. Like, I love that stuff. But like GDC is like, it's not really what a lot of people there go for. And yeah. there's way more to do. I discovered a lot of that this year. But uh, I still got to go to a lot of sessions and see a lot of cool talks. And there's two types that I really like. One is the the um, the real practical uh, game dev um, uh, 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 advice, yeah. uh, like, like business advice almost. Yeah. Like, you know, this is how you uh, make contact with a publisher. This is the uh, technical requirements for getting your game on Steam. This is... Um, you know, like, uh, this is how you, if you want to do, uh, uh, contracts with partners or subcontractors or, or freelancers, like mm-hmm. those kinds of things that just help you kind of like, uh, just practical skills. I love that stuff. And then the other thing I really like is the sort of like the postmortem of the game you played last year, <laughs> you know, that's just sort of entertaining the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that are, those are the talks that are really popular on YouTube and, yeah. uh, and GDC has been putting a lot more of them on YouTube. Oh. So I'd say if you feel like, oh, I don't have the money to go, like you get, if, if the talks are what's appealing to you, you get so much of that just for free on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, you should not have any FOMO about it because there's so much great stuff now available on there. And GDC has been a lot better about putting more of that out for free. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them, despite the fact it's still an overpriced event. There's, there's <laughs> also a thing I discovered this year called Not GDC. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of people who couldn't go to the conference give talks and they're all for free on, on their website. So, That's awesome. Uh, and they also have a Discord server that you can mm-hmm. join and talk, and anyone can, can give a talk. You just have to pitch it to them and be, able, you know, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like cool. almost an unconference. Yeah, that's it's really an cool. unconference for called not GDC. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of free things, um, GameDev.World. Oh uh, yeah, which is a, a, an effort from uh, Rami Ismail and some others. That's going to be in June or July. We'll put the, the exact in the notes. That's going to be everyone's going to do the talk on Skype from home. I think. Oh, and then it's going to be. Um, live translated. Oh, um, and it's all gonna be for free online. Wow. And it's it's a uh, what an amazing like concept and idea. I really hope it, it's successful. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yep, gamedev.world. Mm, it is on the notes. Very cool. But it's great because it's a counter to like what is a very a game gaming industry is very. There's plenty of it in Europe, plenty of it in in Asia, but yeah. it's an America centric industry. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, this seems like a cool effort, especially for indies. Like indies who are not from America feel particularly left out a lot. Yeah. Of um, so this is really cool. But of course, those of us those of us Americans can benefit from uh, that wider perspective as well. Right. So I'm really excited about. Yeah. It. Dang, that's awesome. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, what other like cool talks did you see? Um, so I'm gonna talk about a couple of them. One was really interesting called Indie Apocalypse 14 versus 18. And, what? and so yeah. <laughs> it's, um, there was a, a developer who, you know, he said, like, I'm on my 19th game. Mm-hmm. I release them every couple of years. Um, let's talk about what, you know, the, the quote unquote indie apocalypse, which is just this ah. idea that like it used to be uh, legend tells yeah. <laughs> that you could uh, put a game on Steam and make money and that you, you had there were no steps in between. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Um, Make game, put on Steam, profit. Right. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that that was ever true. Mm. Um, but um, this developer, you know, back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> um, this developer uh, did games, you know, through that period mm. and compared numbers basically. Okay. And it was really interesting about like what garnered success in the past and what garnered success now. And a big point that he made was um, the indie apocalypse that, that people experienced was developers who maintained the same strategies for release through that time and saw the results dip. Oh. Um, whereas there's other people who chose different strategies and they see that same period as like a, you know, a, a shooting up kind of uh, time. So um, the sort of the headline of it basically is, uh, it used to be that if you got, uh, did a lot of press out- outreach and your game got like 15, 20 reviews on, on, you know, on reputable websites, then that would be a ton of attention and that would get you a lot of views on, on Steam um, or, or you know, wherever you were releasing it, and yeah. you know, a certain amount of sales exposure from that. Yeah. Um, that's not true anymore necessarily because people don't read game reviews in the same way. Yeah, they read mm-hmm. uh, they read user reviews, they watch YouTube clips. Um, the uh, gaming journalism is still uh, widely read and appreciated by the, by gamers, but in a different way, more for like actual news and analysis and less for as a buyer's guide less of the game pro model right you know? yeah and and that's that's good that, that actually wasn't that's not like a problem ultimately yeah uh, on the other hand um let's plays streaming you know all of that stuff that's you know no surprise to anybody has gone a lot higher right, right. and so um so this developer was sort of showing like this is my game i released then this is you know, the the press i got this is the sales i got as a result this is the same press and the sales i got from that and it was really it was a it was data-based it was like there was the evidence showing the, uh, what had changed exactly? That's so that, cool. that was a really, that was a really cool talk. What was the name of that one again? Uh, Indie Apocalypse uh, 2014 versus 2018. I'm it's I'm reading from my notes. It might not be the exact name of it, but okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll find it and put it in the show notes. And if it comes to the vault or to uh, free on YouTube, um, you know, hopefully people can check it out. Yeah, totally. Um, other things I was seeing were um, like uh, just a bunch of talks on like you know um, uh, game discoverability. Um, you know, getting your game noticed. That's um, good. And I, one of the interesting things is seeing is like uh, uh, that people don't know. Just like little, there's lots of things you're like, oh, of course, you know. Uh-huh. And I think those oh, of course tips need to be like ag- put aggregated on one giant page. Well, so- the, yeah. The nice thing about like uh, I found from like going to GDC is like or in other any conference really is that you'll go to a talk and you're like, oh, I know all of this stuff, but it's just confirmation that you know something. Yeah, and you're doing it right. It gives you some confidence because yeah. yeah. like yeah, you're like you don't learn anything except for. You learn what you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you now know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like one of those uh, um, uh, quick ones is just like uh, um, you know, like advertising. If you want, if you do want to do like Facebook ads or Twitter ads or things like that. Yeah. A lot of people like they want to because release day is so important, right? Yeah. So you want to get a lot of ads and awareness, like pre-order now, get ready for when it drops, that kind of thing. That's a very natural instinct. Given what we've been told about how you have one launch and it's a huge deal, mm-hmm. gamers don't care about a game that's two weeks old, like if they're hearing about it for the first time. Yeah. But the advice here is uh, advertising is like save your advertising for after launch mm. because mm-hmm. then someone can click it and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like on yeah. impulse. Yeah, of course. Like that's <laughs> an obvious thing, but like you don't. And, you know, maybe that's uh, already, you know, uh, clear to a lot of people. But to me, I was thinking like, oh, uh, my attitude was like, oh, no advertising at all because it doesn't work, mm. right? But uh, um, and that's that's kind of true. But <laughs> like that kind, uh, you know, online advertising. Yeah. But if you're gonna do it, don't do it before launch. Don't do a pre-order advertising mm-hmm. because that that that's that funnel of attention, interest, you know, uh, and and intent and action 
you know, it gets smaller and smaller, those, those audiences as they go down the, the sales funnel. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, like you're just adding one more step in there. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, so, you know, go ahead and, you know, if you're going to do it, save it for when there's actually a buy now button. That's, um, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I know it's it's obvious, and I think a lot of people know it. But like to me, I was just like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I I didn't think of it that way, so <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to have known that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it was a great talk I went to about um uh using email uh to maintain oh. a fan base. Oh, okay. Just really good practical stuff on like this is attitude about like sign up for our newsletter. We promise we won't spam you. You know, yeah. But like that sets a standard for that's just negative all around. Mm. And uh, what this speaker was saying was. Um, if someone signs up for your newsletter, they want to hear from you. Yeah. Like yeah. they've chosen to do it. So send them things and make it valuable. Mm-hmm. And so th- there's this uh, concept called um, uh, give, 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 ask, which is just the phrase he used for like for every email you send that re- asks something of the, of the reader, you know, a pre-order the game, uh, download the expansion, whatever. Yeah. Um, you want to give, you want to give three emails that have something that's just a gift for them. Yeah. Right. And whether that's behind the scenes info, video content, uh, you know, or, or in-game objects or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of it can just be a, f- a fun content, right? Just like an interview with mar- our art director or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, uh, um, or, or, or just like what's going on at our studio or, okay. or anything like that. Um, and so really using your email list as, um, as, uh, as sort of like your dev blog in a, in a way that you have a, a, an audience that, it wants to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really changed my attitude about, um, a, about how email is used in, in an effective strategy. Sort of saying like, well, you can't share an email with a lot of people, mm-hmm. but how often does anything go viral, right? Yeah. Uh, email, you know, as compared to other types of marketing communication has a much more of adva- advantage in a lot of other areas, but it seems kind of old fashioned. It seems kind of like, um, you know, uh, uh, disliked. Mm-hmm. Um, but like open rates for the, these types of emails are, are pretty good because people are asking for them. And then they'll unsubscribe. They don't want them anymore. Yeah, like, and that's fine. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. you, you can't trick them into anything. So it's true. Um, if it, it, if you treat it like an honest relationship, it actually can be really effective. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and it made me think about like, um, you know, like if if you know when we release Widget Satchel and then you know I'm, I continue to work on Metro Nexus, let me work on like, well, would that be something I'd want to do for Noble Robot to have mm-hmm. just build some brand around a stable of products that one day we'll have that could you know develop a, a, a an audience together. Um, I don't know. Be yeah. Interesting. The- the macros have an email uh, newsletter, and instead of the line like "we won't spam you," they're like, "It's not a pyramid scheme." I don't know who keeps saying it's a pyramid scheme, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of every newsletter, they have like a like a word find that's in the shape of a pyramid. <laughs> nice, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty. That's really I went to a talk on um, from Valve uh, okay. about it called the Steam Business Update, which is just um, like uh, like uh, the, the they couldn't even come up with a fun title. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a terrible. Title. Steam is, <laughs> Valve is like an investment firm now. Like they're they're all about numbers. It's hilarious. Anyway, but it was um, a couple of people from Valve talking about d- different things coming to the platform for developers. Okay, and the first and and the first person got up there and almost you could hear it in their voice. They're they're like, we know you hate us. We, we know you don't believe anything we say, mm. but... We I, promise I, this talk isn't spam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the talk was actually pretty good. And, okay. and there wasn't a, you know, there was a Q&A, but nobody got up and yelled at them. So, oh, you know, well, that's good. You don't yell at people, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it was nice. Um, you know, uh, they talked a lot about uh, like developer hubs. It was, it was a new feature 
uh, for Steam that came out last year, and they they detailed some of the more those that uh, uh, those updates and other recent ones. Okay, um, but they also talked about a new thing called uh, uh, Steam Events, which is a thing that's going to be coming out this summer. So mm. if you have like a live game like you know uh, that uh, that has regular updates, um, this is might be outside the scope of a lot of our listeners and certainly myself. Um, but it, it allows you to tie. Um, like events in game uh, and have them populate into the the uh, the user's library. So the Steam library is getting a a, a visual overhaul. Okay. Um, to organize things a little better. Um, it you know it shows you your last played game. It shows you um games in your library that have recent updates. Oh. So you oh. can sort of continually stay engaged with it, and that uses this event system that they've come up with. Okay. And so it's I mean it's real simple kind of stuff, but like make should make. Owning games on Steam, a more pleasant experience yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for gamers. So that's kind of cool. Um, and for developers, uh, in my mind, it just says, well, if you don't have a game that has a lot of updates, then you're going to get pushed down into people's libraries. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, then that's good for Treasure Stack. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really honestly yeah. is. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, when you come out, like, you don't have to necessarily advertise your updates to your players because yeah. people with Steam libraries, their games get updated all the time and they don't know what's new or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they have to be advertised to once again, but this kind of system will then populate up essentially what it's a blog post yeah. into their own libraries to say like games with recent updates. Yeah. Um, and so, so it, but it, and that's the thing I was thinking about the whole time in this, in this session is like Valve really, they shape how games are made. By mm, by yes. by the way they offer these tools, yeah. because it really encourages even indie games. And Treasure Stack's a good example of where they, you guys have found the balance, right? It's like you know have this sort of almost um, almost mobile style update cadence, mm-hmm. but with a real premium console game experience. Yeah. Um. And but I don't think everybody can do that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think like uh, so I think it will be actually really quite good for you guys. Yeah. But for a lot of indie developers, like I think it, it's going to encourage them to try to do something like that, but in a way that probably won't be as good as the way you guys naturally found that 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 kind of a, of a development sure. process. Yeah. And uh, I think about that all the time that like they have so much power and I just don't know that they know that. I, I don't think they know um, how much they are, they are guiding what the next hit is going to be. Yeah. I was reading yeah. an article uh, about like someone had interviewed some steam developer or something. Mm-hmm. And they had said that like, uh, we still think of ourselves as the, you know, 50 person team and you're still pretty small and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't think they, realize how much power they yeah they don't really hire any moderators yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but i think they're starting to come to terms with it a little bit more yeah it's it's just changing but it's just so yeah i hope so i i I get i do get the impression that they are i think they're a little bit um isolated in in they have they have a lot to do yeah um and they have this big platform and uh, sometimes i think the criticism and the analysis of them doesn't reach them Mm. because because in the talk like they really i i you know they they come by they come by their mistakes honestly mm-hmm. um but uh, and i think that's true i think whenever time they make the sort of some boneheaded move people are like how could they have possibly not seen that coming yeah because they just didn't yeah because they they they're not really focused mm-hmm. all the time yeah um anyway but it was interesting to hear a lot of the updates from them and so that was pretty interesting and it definitely shows valve is they are a they are a businessy company yeah like because they have to there's they they have so much data and numbers and it's so much vital to success like I don't mind if they never make games anymore because they are kind of good at this businessy stuff. But it means it comes from it, like we don't get to treat them like a like a fun game company anymore. We just yeah, don't. You I, know? I yeah. guess I never really did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No. What's interesting to me here mm-hmm. is you are talking about entirely different sessions here with the one when you talked with me over dinner every night. Well, it's funny because like if if listeners go back and listen to previous GDC episodes um, in 2017 when Martha and I were talking about sessions we went to, or last year yeah. uh, when we did that remote where I t- like. I, I could go on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just to headline a couple of these, like um, 
Uh, there was one, was the zero marketing experiment, where somebody mm. put a game out on Steam without literally telling a soul. Oh. And, and, and did numbers based on, and compared that to games that had indie marketing budgets. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Ooh, I, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, that one was really cool. Um, oh. <laughs> Thanks for that, like a teaser with no content. I, I can't, this episode will go a million hours. I have to. Get- <laughs> <laughs> there was a great one on finding your champion. So yeah. if you're a self, if you're self-publishing, you want to find somebody at the at um, a console maker or at 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 Valve who can you know who knows what your game is and can champion it around, so you can get those that sort of first party attention, that sort of thing that you don't have a marketing budget for. Yeah, and that was really fascinating. Um, Let's see. There were, oh, of course, the experimental design workshop, which is a thing that they do every year. Um, Octodad premiered there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. w- a Portal premiered there. A bunch of games that went on to sell really well premiered there. And they just—it's a bunch of small presentations by developers showing off what they're working on now, and that have been curated by the 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 the, um, the panel organizer uh, uh, to to be the sort of interesting new experimental. Um, and uh, Martha, there was a a, a, a linguistics point and click adventure. <gasps> what? I'm excited about that. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh wait, is it the one where you're translating stuff? And I mean, yes. It's <laughs> kind of in a desert and kind of archaeologist person. Is uh, that it? That oh, sort of close. You you have this. Uh, there's this language of symbols. Yes. And some of the symbols are animated, and uh, character NPCs will speak them to you, and then you can take those and you put them in your library, and then you can chop them up and resort them, and then speak them back. Once you hear a symbol, you now have it as, a, as your inventory and a sentence. You can and you have to deduce what they mean. But what's interesting about it is that you don't actually ever translate the language. All oh. you do is become a speaker of it, oh, and man. and you use it by by total context clues. Yeah. Anyway, and it's a point and click adventure game. And I was just thinking of you the whole time, Martha. Like it just seems like your two favorite things. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, really I'll have cool. to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Deal. Yes. You were also at GDC. I was at GDC. I called it GDC adjacent because I never went to anything at GDC. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is the big hints I got about GDC by just hanging out at Yerba Buena Gardens. Okay. Which is, one, get your pass early because there is an early bird discount because it, like just the pass on the expo floor. Mm-hmm. Early bird discount, $100. At the door, $350. Oh, that seems... And that's just to get into the thing to see the booths that advertise stuff to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that is not like content. That is like get some free, you know, free in quotation marks socks and like yeah. meet some people who want to advertise stuff to you. Dang. So, yeah. But there are a million different levels of passes. Like... Just sitting in the gardens, I'd like watch people and some people had expo only passes. Some people had like audio only passes. And I was like, is that where they make you sit backwards towards the sage and listen to things? <laughs> but no, they're like, you know, it's for people who are on like sound design or music design. It's oh. for those people who don't need to get into programming sessions or that kind of sessions. There were so many There's student passes that are mm-hmm. heavily at a discount for students. Mm-hmm. There's like full access passes. There's, there's there's summits only passes, which I don't exactly know what it was. <laughs> so like audio, like the audio summit, and then there's the independent yeah. game summit, yeah, and then there's a couple of the education summit and okay. the career track summit, yeah, and you can get a summits pass, which gets you access to all of those. Oh, yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, and not not like being in GDC, I was like, that is so many different levels of so many different things, and mm-hmm. that's so confusing. <laughs> It is kind of confusing, but I suppose if you're really only yeah. interested in sound design stuff, then you just pick the audio yeah. pass up, which is yeah. nice. 
Yeah. One of the nice things I learned is that if you give an expo only pass, you can go to all the sponsored sessions. Oh. And the sponsored uh. sessions are like blah, 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 presented by NVIDIA, right? Yeah. And a uh. lot of those, uh, and a lot of them are really tentacle talks. Yeah. Uh, only occasionally they are, let me, let us describe our product to you and how to use it. Yeah. And oh, by the way, here's the link to go get Buy it. it. Dylan yeah. did um, one of those when he went and was on an expo pass yeah. and he got a free t-shirt, which is like one of his favorite t-shirts now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like it's worth it. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been, I go, I don't so, go to so, a lot of those, but. So, so it definitely helps if you get that early bird, like for a hundred dollars instead of the 300. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. then the t-shirt's only a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what an, what an excellent t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't go to a lot of the sponsored ones because a lot of times they are, you know, specifically about a thing or they're um, tentacle in a way that is not in my area. Sure. Um, uh-huh. Which is always a bummer. But um, but like ones that are by uh, Amazon does a lot of them where they're really like they drill down on this is exactly how you use this thing of ours. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like a training session. Mm. So it ends up actually being like kind of, if you're into if you're doing a lot of stuff with Amazon services. Um, uh-huh. You get it straight from the horse's mouth, which is pretty valuable. Yeah. Microsoft, they do a lot of those as well, but their talks are always much more interesting. It's like, <laughs> like I guess they have a longer history of doing these sort of things, and mm. so they actually make them really valuable. Um, and, uh-huh. and and they do sometimes give out stuff. I got a, I got my my uh, a mixed reality headset from them two GCDs oh. ago, and that's the one I use to develop on still. So um, oh, sometimes cool. it pays off. They, they're more likely to get swag at a sponsored talk. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Sense. But if you have just an expo pass, like, you know, the sponsor talks, they might not be like, you know, the the real deal, but um you get some of that uh that content. And I think a lot of the sponsor ones don't end up on the vault. Oh, ultimately. Oh, okay. Um because they are not put on by GDC sure. exactly, even though like from a pers- uh, attendee perspective it, it's yeah. Hard to make a difference. Difference. yeah, like it you know. like just from an outsider perspective it was very very confusing because I kept seeing like all these passes with all these different like words on it and mm-hmm. I was like okay what's the audio only and people would explain it to me and they were all very nice and like and like I kept seeing different student groups and like you know the Rochester Institute of Technology from New York yeah. they were like well, like half our students have like the full access pass and half of our students have the expo only pass. And I was huh. like, ooh. <laughs> That's is, a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. Is that determined based on your grades or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it, like, it might be like graduate students oh, have sure. the full access or like it might be that dependent on like junior, senior have the full access and freshman, sophomore have. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, and sure. I wasn't gonna like get into that because, like, <laughs> I can barely like understand like the difference between like summits and that that kind of thing. Mm. But it was really interesting. But I talked to a lot of people, and I handed out a lot of a lot of flyers, which brings me to like advice about GDC, which is bring more business cards than you would ever expect to use, That's, or yeah. there are places that will that will print things same day. So I, wow. yeah. you know, if you were there and got a flyer from me. Um, congratulations. <laughs> I, I probably I probably had a really good talk with you. Congratulations. You like that, huh? I did. Yeah, I actually ended up printing more when we were there, like the first mm-hmm. night. Oh, we, wow. re- we realized that we really only had like like 40 left after PodCon. And so oh. so we we sent it off to Staples to be printed. And I got rid of all of the ones that I had that first that first day, that first day. And yeah. then I wa- walked to Staples and picked up a box and then <laughs> <laughs> and then so that I'd have some for the rest of the week. Yeah. But yeah, um Mark, you had like two business cards by the end of the, the I week. brought more than I thought I would need and I had no I I I gave them all away. Uh, I yeah. I got rid of those last two. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And business yeah. cards, yeah. So, so bring a lot of business cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. what numbers did you, if you could approximate? I think I had probably like 50 or something. Okay. And that feels like a lot, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it turns out, no. But okay. Yeah. And, and people before. give them away because like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was very honest about what I was doing there. Like, you know, like I met people, I I talked to them about what they were doing and they were like, what what are you doing? And I was like, I'm promoting a podcast, <laughs> you know, like, and I totally don't work in the games industry. And mm-hmm. they'd be like, here, have my, have my card, yeah. which actually ended up like coming in handy for some people. Like some people, like it was just like nice to remember their name later. So mm-hmm. I could be like, I'm at Hefe and I, I'm at this guy and I'm at this. Okay. Yeah. You got to well, tell this story start to finish. Oh, it's, it's GDC magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I made somebody's GDC. Oh, Oh, yeah, I a- <laughs> so I was sitting in the park. Were you Were you doing yoga? You no. Yoga <laughs> no okay. I, this, is, this is just the calm beginning of the story. Okay, I was sitting in the park, and then I like, and I just like go up to people and I talk to them, mm-hmm. and like I had started this day, like this was Thursday, so it rained on Wednesday, and I hadn't done anything on Wednesday, okay. and I just started out the day by asking some guy who was sitting on the ground how his butt was. Meaning, is it wet? Like, can ah. I sit on this ground without getting my butt wet? And sure. I talked, I ended, and he was there for GDC, but not going into GDC. He was mm-hmm. just there to like hang out with his friends. His family was in the area. Okay. He was very nice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then he had all these friends that like he kept bringing in, and he was like, "These are my friends," and like they're they're playing like Jenga, and like, <laughs> and then so I got to meet all his friends. I got to like talk to all his friends, and like. His friend, he went away. His friends went away. Like their friends came in. I got to, like I just like basically sat in like kind of the same area, okay, all day. And like people just came and like came into and talked to me. Yeah, and I got to prove that I had friends too. And <laughs> <laughs> Charlie came by when I was like, I also have friends. And then Charlie walked by at that exact moment, and I was like, Look, I have a friend. <laughs> I proved it. <laughs> um, but I was talking to this guy named Amir from Israel, mm-hmm. and he was he was telling me about his game, which is um, it's a it's a you know it's a for fun game, but it is essentially to simulate what it's like to have anxiety. And he was oh. telling me about like how he's developing it, and I and I was like, and my husband has this podcast. <laughs> Here, have this thing, and he was like, here's my card, and I was like trying to write on his card, which like. It's nice when you have a backside to a card where I can like write notes about like what your game is. I could not write it. So I had like the like it's like embossed with like what his game is because <laughs> my pen wouldn't work on his card. Uh, and like a pro tip on that, don't get those glossy cards. Yeah. Because yeah. then no one can write notes on them. Yeah. 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 So like it's embossed in there. And then I like I stuck it in my purse and then then we started talking about podcasts, you know, like podcasts. And he's like, Oh, what other podcasts do you listen to? And I was like, you know, my husband listens to all these gaming podcasts, but I don't. And I was like, you want another podcast? I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Felix Dragsdale Through the Marvel Universe. And he's like, and I'm like, oh, I have a flyer for that too. And I give him my flyer. So later that night, Mark goes to the ID at Xbox Mixer, which is independent developer at Xbox Mixer. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the ID at Xbox Mixer was held for uh, people who were, you know, a part of the ID at Xbox program. And it was just a, it was a smaller party, but still loud and, and <laughs> really I w- talk to people and i went to the unup party which nah. is a party where there is no music and they are there to talk to people quietly 
Nice. Okay. <laughs> which it, which was sponsored by Glitch. Yeah, uh, at, at the, they were looking for some uh, last minute sponsors, and Glitch uh, swooped in and, and oh. gave them help. Uh, Charles had Hyperdot uh, up there at that party. I think. Oh, cool. it was a yeah. very very crowded party, right? Yeah, like when I was hanging out in the gardens, people were like, "Oh, like fifteen hundred people RSVP to this party," and I was like, "Okay, oh, I'm wow. not getting in." So yeah. I like, I like, I walked my little butt down to that party, <laughs> and then like. And like by the time I got down to the party, they were making announcements about like, hey, you know, like we're at capacity mm. and you may want to go like get dinner and then come back or go to a different party because you're probably not getting get in for a long time. Oh, like there wow. was a big line for it. And so like people started leaving and I was like, oh, I'll just hang out in line, talk to people in line. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to like this guy in line and like. He's just talking about how he's really, in- and he's got this media badge. He's talking about how he's really interested in VR games that have a mental health component to them. And I'm oh. like, oh, well, I, I, I know a guy. <laughs> and it's, since it's from the same day, it's still in my purse. So yeah. I, pull out, I pull out my card. <laughs> And I'm like, this guy. And so he 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 takes a picture of the card and he like he he Instagram messages this guy. And, oh. like, and so he Instagram messages this guy and he's like, Hey, I got you from this lady with this podcast and blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, ask ask him if he's in line for the unparty. <laughs> and so he's like, Okay, I'll ask him if he's in line for the unparty, which is like, this is my thing. I just like think that coincidence happened and Mark. Mark rolls his eyes at me usually. <laughs> He's nodding now. You uh-huh. can't, you can't, yeah, you can't see it. I'm rolling top. my eyes at her right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to some people online and up comes that guy and he's like, I hear you gave my contact information to this guy. And I'm like, oh, you're here. You were in line. So we go up and we talk to him. So that's how, and he was like, yeah, it was super weird because I was listening to your podcast on the way as I walked oh, here. Oh, wow. Yeah, so not like <laughs> your guys' podcast, not Nice Games Club, like my podcast, so. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it, it was good. Yeah. So, yep. And that's how Dale got a new listener to her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I have, I have one more listener now. <laughs> that's wonderful. And I think you also have that same listener. <laughs> Well, cool. So, hi, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, that, the thing about GDC that is kind of magical, which is that, that people meeting in these little serendipitous things that can happen. Mm-hmm. And it is really cool that, like, Dale, your job is to be, like, the genie of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I had conversations with people and they were like, well, are you on that podcast? I'm like, yeah, occasionally. And they're like, I'd really like you to be on that podcast. I want to be like. Yeah, sure. Sure, they said that. <laughs> I don't know things about video games. And I Especially don't know things about video game development. <laughs> like I write on the whiteboard. That was my contribution to Wish It Satchel. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. When we were doing the initial game jam, oh, Dale was yeah. there managing us a little bit. That's true. Yeah, yes. I, I wrote on the whiteboard, and that's the reason why there's Jeff's boots because originally they were supposed to be Jet boots, but somebody <laughs> else wrote a messy on that, and I said, "Who's Jeff?" <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. I remember all that. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's what I did. But I talked to lots of different people. I, you know, and it was what was interesting to me is you would tell me about sessions. Like mm-hmm. you went to a, a session about the, the animation in Spider-Man and how they oh. like hired like twice as many animators on it than on a regular video game. And then the next day 
that guy I met in the park, he was an animator on Spider-Man. I was like, ah, my husband went to a session on animator. She's like, yeah, we had to like double our, our animation staff like mm-hmm. during the middle of that. And I was like, that makes sense because that's a lot of weird animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, and like you went to that Becca Saltzman uh, oh, yeah. session. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I met a guy from Vinji. Yeah. And I was like, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, one day I went to an ice cream social and like, and then I met a guy and he was like, I worked on this game. And I was like, I expect you to die is the name of the game. Not, uh, he didn't say that to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, I've played that game. And he was so pleased with that. And then I told him I hated it. <laughs> and then he was less pleased with that. But he totally understood because like I told him about how Mark and I used to host a VR night here at Glitch. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is an awful game for somebody who, like, who is new to VR and then like has a limited amount of time. And he was yeah. like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> and I was like, that game's really hard and you die a lot. I mean, it does say that in the title, but still. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I had a, I had a really good time not going to the expo floor. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And it's interesting because like we are two sides of this coin. Like I'm not, I, I do quite like having those conversations, but I do not have the energy to get into those conversations. Yeah. Oh. So like Dale is the perfect partner for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you get some illegal zines? Um, I facilitated some illegal zine distribution. <laughs> Um, context, please. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So the only reason I know about this is because Kate Compton, uh, who I met on the train jam, the year one on the train jam, mm-hmm. um, she does lots of cool uh, procedural generation stuff, and she has a bunch of cool zines that she likes to hand out at GDC. And this year, because GDC official was like, we're going to do, fr- well, okay, back up. In the park, for a long time, there's been like anti GDC. GDC things like not official GDC GDC content, but people just like we're going to give a free talk talk in the park and we're going to do all these free things. Yeah, and then GDC is like, oh yeah, we could do free things, I, I guess, in the park. Let's do free things in the park. So then, because they were doing things in the park, the um, like staff of the Urban Gardens had to be like at in the park monitoring things, uh. and they got missed communicated about what was okay to hand out and what was not okay to hand out. So they came up to people being like, you can't hand out that zine. And Kate oh. Content's like, yes, I can. <laughs> you aren't the boss of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I definitely heard about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got a little, I got a little like, Hey, just so you know, and I was like, I was handing out flyers for a podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, but like, I was also engaging people in conversation because yeah. like that, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> um is like hey they they've been cracking down on this and it was like it was a zine she was handing them out to her friends like yeah. it was not like a widespread like everybody take one mm-hmm. it was and i was like okay and then like then there was all sorts of like um union zines going on too right, that yeah. in secret there too so it was it was it was you know i want to be like it was almost interesting. It wasn't that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot, you know, at GDCs, they do crack down on like solicitation. Yeah. So this has been a, a, a year or two ago. There were a ton of morons handing out like um, 
blockchain f flyers oh like, my god build build your game on the blockchain because oh, no. none of us know how this works yeah and <laughs> and um and it, it got real spammy okay and so i sort of i understand why they would want to like you know like why they would feel worried about people handing stuff out but it seems like a total misread of the situation <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> yeah those those flyers are not like cheap because <laughs> they're beautiful <laughs> yeah and so I don't want to just like hand them out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Just like how like uh, like maybe five people got like my podcast flyers there because I was like I am here for I am here for Mark's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this is what these people will enjoy. Mm-hmm. And the, and and you guys gave me great content because like you know people wanted to engage with me and they were like oh what's the podcast like and I would be like oh let me tell you about roundtables and like what kind of things. And like the the episodes you released last week. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one, great episode topics because people really engaged with that because it was, it was localization and accessibility. Yeah, but like you also start off the episode by just complaining about the snow. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it was there was a bit of talk up top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like, way to like prove we're from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing people know about Minnesota is it's cold here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was funny to see people because people from all for, from all over the world. Like I met people from Australia. I met people from Austria, mm. the place that sounds like Australia but yeah. isn't. <laughs> I met a person from Finland, and I told her the one thing I know how to say in Finnish. I met people from Brazil. I met people from from France, from Quebec. From Argentina and Peru. Oh, so wow! Yeah, that's all over the world. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, so it it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dale, you came with me to GDC the first time I went. Yeah, and and you treated it like, well, I'm in vacation in San Francisco for a week. Yeah, and you got a lot out of that. But this time, you you because you did it already. You did that already. So I you did, I you found a whole do... new thing to to take your week up with that was really valuable and fun. Yeah, like last and last time. I met somebody from Japan on the bus who was there for GDC. <laughs> and today I don't, or, and this time I don't think I talked to anybody from Japan specifically. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do any of like the super touristy looking things. Mm-hmm. I went to to two museums and I took a walking tour. And then I got to tell Mark about all the things <laughs> as we walked by them. Yeah, I, I got I got secondary uh, walking tour. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I told them about about the gay riot that broke out at Compton's cafeteria. Yeah, that was really interesting. <laughs> cool. Uh, any other favorite stuff you saw? You said there's a game you played? Oh, I did play a game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is made by a graduate student. Um, I forgot which college she's from, but uh, she she was Austrian and lived all over the world, mm-hmm. and she made this game and she called it the Undie Game. Undie Game. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> And it was great. It's it was a game with mouse mouse mice mice mice. Yes, yes. Two player game, cooperative mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. with mice. Mm-hmm. And and one player was in charge of back and forth, and one was kind of in charge of up and down. And you had to hold both buttons of the mi- mouse, and then the scroll reel did the the movement, and the mouse was snapped into a pair of underwear. And you okay. had to wear that underwear however you pleased. So you could wear it like a normal pair of underwear over your pants, or you could wear a pair of underwear on your head. 
Cool. <laughs> so it made it a little more difficult because it is not just a regular like mouse on the table thing. So okay. I played that in the park okay. and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's from the uh, Copenhagen Game Collective. That's the that's where she's from, apparently. So you can, we'll put a link of that in the show notes. Yeah, do that because it was really fun. Other than the fact that like we were in the park and it was really sunny and I couldn't see the screen very well, ah. <laughs> but it was excellent. Mm-hmm. Cool. And if you look at my Twitter, there is a picture of me playing this game. Yeah, and if it hasn't been described vividly enough, you'll understand the suggestive nature of that photo. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> you said there was one that my boyfriend Dylan would like. Oh yeah, I um I talked to the guys at I want to call it. Shell Games out of Pittsburgh, and and he's the guy who programmed um, I Expected You to Die or did something on it, I Expect You to Die, mm-hmm. and he said the next game he's working on, it is definitely sword fighting, so like everything you ever wanted in VR and like <laughs> something where you got to just like crush your enemies, and I was like, yes, my boyfriend Dylan will love this. Like, <laughs> your boyfriend Dylan, I was like, listen to the podcast. <laughs> I just call him my boyfriend Dylan. <laughs> He's Martha's boyfriend Dylan. <laughs> yeah, so that's coming from Shell Games soonish, and I'm excited because like it, it also makes a good VR showing off game when you just get to like crush things and mm-hmm. it's very physical versus mm-hmm. yeah. like you're dying constantly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, really good demoing VR games, I I went to a talk on Tetris Effect. Oh, which was uh, I don't have much to say about it. It was a really really good talk. Okay. Very good. Talking about. Like, how do you take a perfect game and bring something new to it? Yeah. And, and, and what is new anyway? Yeah. And just the, and um, some uh, personal stories about the developers, um, uh, the, the people behind Res, um, ha- you know, involved in making this thing and like, you know, how organizing with the Tetris company and like where the idea comes from. It's just yeah. really fascinating stuff. Yeah. So that's one, I feel like that one's got to go uh, on their, their free YouTube channel because mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those entertaining ones that, that I think belongs there. So keep an eye out for that one. Cool. Uh, so I see on these notes here that you got press passes. Yes. So this podcast is good for something, you guys. <laughs> so for for you to listen to us, that's what is good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an ancillary benefit. <laughs> um, so I went to the mix uh, on a press badge, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. The mix is the uh, media indie exchange. Um, and it's really a place. Uh, the mix has events at every gaming event. So they yeah. have one at E3. They have one at all the PAXs. Um, they have one at GC, of course, and they, 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 um, they'll, it's just a place off site, like a, an evening event where they have, um, something like 50 games, um, that are, that apply and are curated, uh, that just, they're just, just demo games, yeah. right? So unlike a lot of the, um, sort of like, uh, industry parties you go to, this is like just game after game after game mm-hmm. all, all out in a row. It is like a mini, uh, uh, E3. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and, uh, um, friends of ours, uh, Joggernauts had, uh, their game there mm-hmm. at one or two of these events. Um, and it was very successful for them. Um, and a lot of uh, uh, games that went on to great success uh, got got noticed at the mix. Yeah, I went to the one at PAX. Yeah? Yeah. It sounds very similar to how you're describing mm-hmm. it. And I didn't know a lot about how you go to these things, but they 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 said you can attend either as an industry, uh, a part of the industry, or as uh, uh, in the press. Mm-hmm. And when they say industry, they mean like, do you work for Ubisoft? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or are you an invited guest, uh, like a Rami Ishmael or something like that? Yeah. Um, but I applied for a press badge because, like, we're press. Like, yeah. it's taken a while because, you know, we're game devs who do a podcast, but 
Uh, at the same time, like WordPress. So, um, you know, uh, I apply, I got, I got a press badge cool. and I went and I just interviewed a bunch of the, the people at the thing. I almost oh. want to save it for another episode, uh, to sort of go through my notes on that. But I talked to, um, the people who are doing, uh, Untitled Goose Game, uh, Ooh. which is really cool. I talked to the creator of Falcon Age, um, which is this amazing game and it has this really, really great, um, uh, backstory and it's a science fiction world, but it has these, um, uh, these connections to colonial history mm. and it, it comes from a diverse voice uh, okay. and uh, super cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and just to know, like, it is interesting too because, like, Falcon Age is one that's getting a lot of first party so- Sony support. Mm-hmm. And you see how they're promoting the game, how they're messaging it uh, to sell it as a product. And then also, then you get to hear a little bit more about the depth of the game that you wouldn't normally see until you buy it. Yeah. You know? And so that was really fun. Yeah. And there was a great game called Away the Survival Series. Mm. And I want to call this one out specifically because. Um, the the um the developer like was really passionate and 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 spent a lot of time with really me describing uh how they made it and I, I played it for quite a while and the the idea is it's a nature documentary that you play okay. so you're playing an animal yeah and then there's like a, a British narrator who occasionally comments on what you're doing uh-huh. <laughs> but and that's kind of funny but it's it's played totally seriously oh. so it uh, incredible visuals realistic depiction and it's meant to be a series of games oh. um that each uh, are uh, kind of like a docu series where each one is about a different like a, a life of a different animal sure. and and um but also it has a sort of post apocalyptic world to it where you are meant to there's like an oncoming flood that you have to escape so there's a lot of like motivation oh. but then it's presented sort of uh, uh, you know on screen as a, um, a, um, a recounting of those events from some, you know, so it sure. has a lot of layers to it. Yeah. And the first animal you play as is a sugar glider um, <laughs> and, and very, very cute mm-hmm. and uh, mechanically interesting mm-hmm. in terms of how you would control um, while remaining realistic. Yeah. And, and it was really funny because after I talked to him a lot, I, I, sh- I showed him our, our flyer for Widget Satchel and our, our sidekick character, Pinion, the sugar glider. Yeah. And so we, we bonded over that, which was really nice. <laughs> That's cool. Um, That's really good. But also, I, t- I, um, I talked to some uh, uh, VR developers who are making this game uh, where um, you sort of you have this uh, a corral of little tiny cute dragons um and uh um the they they I spent a lot of time with them talking about like VR UX mm-hmm. which was really cool like they and how they're they're um con- uh, setting up things for multiple inputs for the different VR platforms yeah. and the various challenges of that and like they have a really solid idea of like what problems they're facing and like and how they need to challenge it and it was really really enjoyable to talk to them yeah. um so I had a really good time chatting with all these creators um and a bunch i I, I'm in the show notes i'll put links to a couple of these games that i saw okay and 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 maybe a little note on on my thoughts on them because a lot of them were really really cool and um and i really hope that they do find success and and some of them are like oh i have support already i have a publisher and some of them would just be like i got into the mix like (laughs) so (laughs) it's a wide it's a variety they're all they're all indie but it's Mm -hmm. a variety of like they all come from different places and that was really fun to see because like that's that it describes a lot of what like our community is as well yeah yeah so that was really fun that's awesome and then the second press badge i got and this is leads into a little bit of the business stuff i did this week is um so uh, Widget Satchel is very nearly complete. Yes. And so my goal wa- um, at GDC was like, well, we, and we've talked about it on the show before, listeners have, have no doubt heard that, you know, our, our plan is self-publishing, yeah. right? Is, you know, we want to do a little promotion. We want to do it right, but we also don't have the capacity to really like, you know, do a ton of it. Yeah. We need to be honest about that. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the thought. Um, but I was like, wait, the game's almost done. I'm going to GDC. Like I should show it to somebody. Yeah. Like it was this last minute thought. And I'm actually really, I'm really properly embarrassed that I didn't think about this like two months ago, like that it would time up pretty well. 
Um, so I'm like, okay, well, h- how do you get meetings at GDC? How does this work? <laughs> right. I like had no idea. And I had really no one I felt I could ask mm-hmm. to like, you know, to, uh, to, to, set to, to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's whether that's, that might not be true, but that's how it feels. Sure. And I think that's, that's definitely true of a lot of these things where yeah. once you know it, you have no idea how you didn't know it already. Do you know what I mean? You were just describing yeah. that earlier in the episode too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, and that's so much. Tr- that's so true for this kind of stuff. And so um, this is a big preamble to all this. But so um, I, I made some uh, meeting requests through a, a system that GDC does called GDC Connect, mm-hmm. which is once you register for the conference, you can log into this thing, fill out a profile, say what you do. Maybe you're a student looking for work. Maybe you're a studio looking to do port some games. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're a publisher looking to purchase, you know, to, to sign some games. Whatever you are, you can fill in some details and then you see a list of all the other people and you can request meetings with them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a place on the expo floor where you can get together and have those meetings. Um, the problem with this system is no one really uses it. It's mm-hmm. like kind of an open, sort of an open secret that it's just not engaged with that much. And yeah. so, but that's all I had. It's all I had to me. So, I, I found, uh, you know, what I, the small publishers thought things I think would, would, who would, who would take a meeting with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I submitted a bunch, you know, a bunch of requests. And, um, and either because I didn't have it well formatted, because they don't actually let you, they do let you put in those details, but they're, when you read them on other people's profiles, they're hard to suss out what they intended when they put that. Uh-huh. Um, it's a kind of, it's, it's a, it's an assistant in need of an overhaul. But yeah. I found a bunch of small publishers I submitted requests for and thought, well, we'll see, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. otherwise, I'll see, I'll go to parties, I'll show up. I've demoed games at GDC parties before that, and they've, it's events that have gone well, but maybe haven't led to as much. I'm like, I can do that again. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what I can get out of it. So it's kind of pessimistic, a little bit kind of uh, um, kind of drained of the thought of it and, and, and kind of uh, bummed out. But like, you know what? I got to do it. It's like I, I, I will, I'll regret not putting in an effort. Yeah. So one person said, oh, hey, I'm um, all my meetings are filled up, actually. But this seems interesting. Um, I'm going to be at this other event on Monday and Tuesday called Game Connection. OK. And um it, you know, can you meet near there off site or something? And I'm like, great. The, the fact that they put in a little special effort to make the meeting happen, that felt, that felt validating. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to do that. I've got time, no problem. Um, and I'm like, what is this other event this person's talking about? Mm-hmm. So um, I look into it, this games connection, and it's this separate event. It's, a, it's purely a deal-making event, right? Mm-hmm. It's designed, it is basically GDC Connect only, yeah. where you just get people together. Um, and it's very business-oriented and, uh, and, and very international. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm looking into it, and I was like, I'm like, well, maybe I should like, go to this thing, I guess. And I look, it's like, tickets are 2,000 euros. Wow. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nope, that's fine. I'll have that one meeting. It'll, mm-hmm. be, just, it'll be great. Yep. No problem. Yep. <laughs> and then I, I see a link that says, request a press badge. Oh. <laughs> like, well, I, I'm okay. <laughs> Let's, let's just click on that button. <laughs> so I click on that button. Yeah. And, uh, and it just says like, fill out your thing. And like, you know, is your audience a certain size and you know, blah, blah, blah. And details. I'm like, okay, I'll just put in all the, the facts about nice games club. And mm-hmm. well, maybe, maybe. Right. Yeah. Cause really all I wanted to do was I wanted to get in the, the space so I could see what was going on and maybe like find people, you know, serendipitously. Yeah. That was my hope. Right. Um, you know, just to have another chance to get in front of people who had business on their mind. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe publishers that have booths or something. I really didn't know how the thing would work. So the day before we leave to GDC, I get a response says, you've got a press badge for this thing. I'm like, wow. oh, great. I can get in. I can do some handshakes. Yeah. That sounds great. I should find some time in my schedule to head over there. Probably the day I'm doing that meeting and I'm thinking about it. And then I look at the details and it says, I have a full pass. 
I can, oh. I can, I can engage in the meeting system. I can request meetings. I can take meetings. Click here to fill out your profile. Dang. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> if anyone wants to talk to Nice Games Club, that's great. But hey, I also have a game. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, they just, I just had a full pass. So, yeah. and you know, I don't like a uh, part of it is like I sort of snuck in, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't mind saying this on the podcast. Um, you are advertising them on the podcast. That's true. It's true. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll get to the fact that even though this probably costs way too much, it really it worked out well for me, and, mm-hmm. it, and maybe it's something you might want to think about. But um, you know, I don't mind revealing the secret of like how I snuck into this thing yeah. uh, because it is interesting, and also um, there wasn't a lot of press there. Oh, and so um, I, which was actually interesting. I was thinking like if they, if I got a press badge, there must be a bunch of press there, right? Yeah. Um, if you know if, if they got all the way down to me. Um, but, um, there really wasn't, and there wasn't, the people there were not really interested in, in press. So I feel very lucky that they had that avenue to get in. Um, because I don't know that there was, there was really a point to, to, to press being there. Cause uh-huh. I really wanted to say like, you know, if they, if they were nice enough to, to let me through this side door for it, I yeah. wanted to make sure I, I was offering, you know, meetings if people wanted to meet with nice games club. Right. right I wanted yeah. to make sure that that was something I offered. Yeah. Um, but nobody wanted that. So huh. <laughs> like, fine. Yeah. Um, and so, but I requested a bunch of meetings. And the thing about their system, it's very much like GDC Connect where you fill out your details, but is much more, um, much more organized, much more specific. Mm-hmm. And like a much, so when you see other people, you can do a lot of search terms. You're like, I'm looking for exactly this. Here are the eight matches. Like it is really, really good. Huh. So I made a bunch of requests through there. And that's how I got a ton of meetings at GDC <laughs> this year. So, um, you know, and a lot of them went really well. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, like we'll, we'll see what comes of it. And, but I met, the people I met with were uh, to the last one, like really interesting and cool. And they, and they all agreed to meet with me. So like they already had predisposition to like what I was bringing to yeah. them. Um, but I felt very grateful. And, you know, we talked to August uh, from Congregate uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago yep. and, and he did demystified a lot of what a, what a publisher does. And I, I think provided a lot of that, that, uh, that context. And this just felt to me like the next step of it. I got, Everything August said was, you know, true for these other folks as well. Like people re- are really interested in the success of indies. They want you to do well. Like they want to be partners. Like it, it, suddenly I love publishers. Like <laughs> it's really interesting. But of course, I, because I had a really good experience. And so part yeah. of the part of this is I do feel kind of this strange thing of like, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have had to get this lucky mm. and this random thing to have a lot of these these good meetings. Yeah. Because a system like this is something GDC should be doing. Yeah. And uh-huh. because... um. You know, I mean, if they have the system for making requests, like that in that detailed way, mm-hmm. that should be available to people because it shouldn't be like meeting someone over drinks at a party on accident, like, or it shouldn't necessarily be, you know, a friend of a friend set up a thing in the hallway between sessions. Yeah. Like, th- that's great, and that that is that is the foundation of a lot of really good relationships. Yeah. But what are you paying the two thousand dollars for? Well, exactly right. Like, mm-hmm. if if uh, and if GDC can provide value for the cost of the ticket. In, this, in the way that I think wouldn't be that difficult, it would really just require re- require a couple of web developers <laughs> to like make that system better, as good as what how Game Connection had, has done it. And I think yeah. that's why a lot of the companies, a lot of the publishers, um, go to Games Connection is for that reason. But the thing that also struck me as interesting is like uh, a game like ours, a, a, a studio like ours, our company that has a budget of exactly zero dollars. Um, like, um, I mean, we spend more than that, but we're a bunch of zero dollars. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm thinking of like, because um, I, I went to a couple of meetings where people were like, oh, wow, you're exactly what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's amazing because um, other people must be what exactly what you're looking for too. And yeah. none of us paid 2,000 euros yeah. to get part of this system. Yeah. yeah. So part of me is, 
uh, I, I just I feel like it shouldn't it should be it should be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that everybody should get meetings. It should mean everyone should have the shot to request these meetings. Yeah. And everybody and and it's beneficial for all the the, the publishers as well to be able to um, have access to a larger pool so that they can get better people and better meetings and better choices and they can curate their libraries better mm-hmm. um, and they don't have, you know, they have more options to choose from than, yeah. than Widget Satchel, yeah. um, which is a great option to choose. Yes. Uh, please do. <laughs> um, but I, but part of me is like, you know, there's lots of games that are as like us as great teams, yeah. good, good stuff waiting to be heard and they don't have a podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so they just didn't get the opportunity to, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and so uh, like, I, I don't want to make this all about how like crazy and corrupt and terrible the system is because, uh, uh, but because I felt very lucky and very happy mm-hmm. but i did at a point sit back and think like oh some of this isn't fair yeah um yeah and and so i'm trying not to take it for granted is i guess my point yeah um, yeah well well okay when when you were at that thing yes on monday and tuesday i was in the park and i was talking to somebody about like how you got a press pass to this thing and i was like i don't know what it's called and so i tried looking it up i came across an entirely different thing that was happening <laughs> monday and tuesday which was a different game convention thing that was happening monday and tuesday mm-hmm. you know adjacent also adjacent to gdc sure but that was at the uc hastings school of law and so i was like oh this is 500 dollars." and i was like i know mark said 2000 <laughs> 2000 euros or 2000 dollars." and yeah. i was like this doesn't make sense but mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. the thing about gdc is it attracts a lot of these adjacent uh things there's like the user research uh thing that nick goes to every right, year yeah um that's happening during gdc there's lots of other things that happen during gdc yeah and it's good because people are in town yeah so you can make uh-huh. efficient use of your time um but, but it, it also pulls away from like seeing interesting sessions that you might not have otherwise seen yeah and there's a part like you want maybe to have there be a lot of like it's gdc week is where there's a lot of things happening and so there's maybe sort of Everyone can get a little better at it, I guess. But at the same time, I think if you're a first time goer to GDC and you don't know about all these uh, these other opportunities, and you don't know that the other opportunities are where where the real stuff is happening, sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is. It's a. Like, I just didn't know the existence of this thing. Well, that's, and it made a big difference to my GDC experience. When I went to the when I went, for the, I guess the only time I've been to GDC, I kind of felt that because uh, I mean, Glitch did a good job of like introducing us because we went through the power leveling program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and that was really good because like I, I did not know what I was doing and I had Chip to uh, to help me. But then when I was when I was on my own, I, I like I I was scared. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't I I, I yeah, I, I I was lost, I guess. Yeah. So like I felt I felt that. Like I felt like there was a bunch of things I could be doing and should have been doing and I didn't know where to start to even begin to do that stuff. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean having somebody to help with that is, you know, helpful. Having GDC make that process easier would be great. Right. It feels like that should be it should be a big part of their their mission. Yeah. So, and and you know, the GDC Connect is ultimately the thing that got me to where I needed to go. Yeah. Uh, hilariously. <laughs> um but I feel I, I think that you know, like they're a hard working organization, right. but I think that they should focus on that should be a big focus. Yeah. Uh, moving forward. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. if that's and you know, it's interesting because, like, I feel like I, I, I got really lucky. I had a great GDC, and I would, I hope to see more come from it. You'll hear mm-hmm. more from us if that's the case coming soon. Um, but at the same time, I don't know that there's anything I can teach anybody 
to to yeah. do what to have the great week that I did. Yeah. And I'm like, well, start, that's kind of a bummer. Start a podcast two years ago. Start a podcast two years ago. <laughs> build an audience. Yes. Uh, accidentally find this website. <laughs> uh, have the uh, the crazy thought of I'll request a press badge. <laughs> like none of no step along there made sense for what my goal was, which yeah. is to get Widget Satchel in front of publishers. Yeah. To have them, you know hold uh, uh, you know our, our switch in their hands and play it mm-hmm. and say oh wow this is so cute uh, here's a million dollars like <laughs> uh, there's no none of those steps logically leads to any of that yeah uh and may still not but you know. <laughs> yeah it's so i mean if you're yeah. listening and you're like you know uh, uh what do i do at an event like this it's like i unfortunately there's not much i can tell you and i and i'm i'm really that's really sad mm. I, w- I wish there was a better way to teach people a lot of these things and, yeah. and truthfully i don't know any of it still yeah like i like what i'm not gonna get this kind of luck next year like, yeah i'm not spending two thousand euros mm-hmm. but i will say, i mean i guess i i, I don't want to spend two thousand euros yeah but the truth is is like it it might have been money well spent mm-hmm. we'll we'll see yeah but like um can just the this the different the difference between this year and previous years where i have tried to make connections yeah like um I, but i can't i would never wish that spend on anybody. It's yeah, crazy. You're yes. already buying a GDC ticket. It's so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, but you know, maybe you, 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 um, you prioritize, you are, you're, you've got a game ready to push. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't get a GDC ticket. Maybe you just go to game connection and then you do all the free events and you do what Dale does and chat with people in the park. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's what, that's how you make it work. But yeah. th- it requires you to know the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that can't be your first GDC. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your first GDC, I feel like you should just be going to all the sessions and having fun. Yeah. <laughs> but then at the same time, that's still a, a huge amount of money for just that. So. Right. And even then, you don't know what sessions to go to and what not to go to. And mm-hmm. all the sessions are recorded. So, like, you could just watch them later and stuff. Yeah. Yep. I think this summarizes <laughs> a lot of people's <laughs> attitude about GDC. It's, like, so amazing. I love it. Yeah. But there are just fundamental things that I just I, I can't. <laughs> it's hard to recommend, you know, even though I love it. And I'll go over here. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, 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 it's so easy to be of two minds about it. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you guys should write a GDC how-to article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I feel like, number one, figure out who you are and your goals. <laughs> <laughs> Always and telling then, them to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then based on what that is and who you are, then like make separate categories for 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 what you should be doing. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's headline advice for a lot of the things, which is just like if you are pushing a, a game or you're trying to sell yourself to, to be hired to 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 know what you are and know what you're you're offering mm-hmm. and have a real clear idea so that when you have those conversations they it's not just your charming personality yeah i mean you should give leave that behind as well but so that yeah. that's true at this micro level and the macro level oh do you want to talk about the play test we went to I and went that to, guy you talked to forever um oh yeah we went to a, a there's a play test event that they do every year at the park 55 mm-hmm. hotels really low-key mm-hmm. no music no accommodations it's just an open ballroom and just use your laptops it's pretty nice uh went there a bunch of the minnesota folks were there as well cool um, and we shot off Witch's Satchel there and did a really, a really good feedback. Yeah. Um, Dale's referring. There's just one guy who just hated everything about it. Oh. And he was it, really it, fun to talk to. <laughs> it was funny because like I set Mark up with it and I uh-huh. went off to play test other people's games. Yeah. And then I came back what felt like an hour and a half later and oh. that guy was still sitting there with Mark. Oh, wow. And I've, I've been play testing uh, this game and others for long enough now mm-hmm. that I have a lot of coping mechanisms for yeah. when people are like... Um, you sh- you sure that's the color you want? And like, uh-huh. I feel you're not like like listening to me. Oh, <laughs> just like yeah. you know. Uh, uh, the thing is, is when you are that kind of annoying 
feedback giver, mm-hmm. ultimately you are trying to be participatory. Yeah. So even though the guy was terribly annoying, like I, I had a less sympathy for like that instinct. Yeah. You want you know, you want to be heard and you want to be part of something, even if it's something you just came across. Yeah. I mean, so you at, can't be mad at the end of the day. You spent an hour and a half to try to give you feedback. Exactly. So right. like, <laughs> the best part though was a friend of his came over and yeah. he was like over his shoulder, being like, "Okay, here's." Second data point, and, and the guy and his friend just loved everything about it. So uh, that was that was nice. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. But we had a bunch of really good. There was a there was a couple of uh, design students. Yeah. Um, and they had just excellent feedback. And you know, it's really late in the process to make a lot of changes. Mm. Um, so I, I made a list of things, and Stephen, uh, we're gonna have to go over that and see yeah. like what's feasible to kind of tweak and and what's what did I just uh, think was a really good idea, but maybe we it's not we don't need to do it. Okay. Um, but a couple of really good little tweaks. I think we can get there to get a couple of final. Uh, usability stuff because we've been focused on bugs and QA yeah. and stuff. We've been we're done with design questions, so yeah. this is just be one one tiny last crack at it. Maybe mm-hmm. it was it was nice to to get a lot of, a lot of cool people and a lot of great uh, a lot of great feedback. Cool. So there was a bunch of other stuff at GDC, yeah. not just us. Um, the big news was Google Stadia, um, and I think we can probably say that for another time. There's plenty yeah. of people talking about it already. It was interesting, and we can get into it later. Oh yeah, right. Future talk. But there was one thing, Stephen, I know you wanted to get into. Martha, I know you were really interested in, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't make me guess. <laughs> I want to talk about union? Yeah. Yeah, because like, uh, it, was a, it was a big part of uh, GDC last year. At least it felt like it. It yes. felt like there was a large presence. And well, I, Game Workers Unite was getting rolling. Yes. And that's another big presence this year. Yeah, and it's been a year, so they've been, you know, working on it. They've been uh, talking about stuff on Twitter and, you know, mm-hmm. building themselves. Um, so now they had a huge presence and they had Ill- illegal zines, I suppose, <laughs> 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 distributed yeah. uh, during GDC. Uh, so I was wondering um, if you like ran into that at all or like saw um, any talks on it. Or I anything. didn't personally. And okay. I, this is the same thing that happened last year is that I was trying to, f- they gave out buttons and stickers and stuff. They did this last year. Yeah. And Martha, I tried again. Oh, I couldn't get you anything. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. <laughs> oh. I kept seeing on Twitter, like we have, we have buttons sitting out. I'm like, great. This tweet was four is four hours old. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> So. I totally didn't, and I was in the position to, because like Stance they were fault. like, "Do you want a sticker?" And I was like, "I'm not in the industry, so I feel like this would be better served somewhere else." <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad instinct, yeah. right? You want to be nice because you know they put some effort into it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, like it's not my, it's not my fight. It's right. not my union. It's not my people. Right. And your only mistake was not thinking of Martha in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> they did have a whole thing where, like, there were people yeah. in the park, and then they were like, "We made up, we made up like swag bags for you." Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay. then, like, they had distribution part points and like people who were contact people who would like then like give it out. And so, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, like one that- of the people I met in the park was one of those people. Cool, right, right. <laughs> that movement is really close to action in yeah. the sense that, like. We're all waiting for what's the first game studio that's going to unionize, mm-hmm. and it's it seems like it's it feels inevitable. That might be optimistic, but um and so and yeah, Game Workers Unite is trying to make themselves, and that's why they like that's why they do swag and because they want to be like an official presence. They want to feel more than just a ragtag group, right? Yeah, they want yeah. to they want to be a known quantity, something that can't not a trend, not a not just a movement, but a, a permanent thing. Yeah. Well, awesome! I'm glad that like it's still it's still a process and it's still happening and there's still something going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Because, yeah, yeah I, maybe I, Pixel Lake should be the first. Maybe you should start organizing. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that pressure on your <laughs> Did you hear that, Steven's bosses? <laughs> He's going to start handing out a clipboard on Monday. Don't. No. <laughs> See, that's exactly the point, yeah, right? I know. It, that it makes you nervous. And, it does. and of course it should, because practically yeah. it's a nervous thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like that's 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 part of what keeps it from happening. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah, yeah totally. I mean, I I don't think that like my group could well we could. I don't yeah. Know. Well we talked about this in the, in the, we people. talked about this in when we talked about unions. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't feel that you need that protection right now. I not right now, right? no. Like, you, like you've got it fine over there. Yeah, um, but like I would like that for other people and I don't mm-hmm. like how uh you know we keep hearing about people getting laid off or people you know losing their jobs yeah um and they don't have security and like it scares people from people are leaving the industry and it scares people from even joining the industry yep. and i really that really makes me uh i mean nervous like mm-hmm. for a future steven what is he gonna do when like uh he wants to move on to something else yeah. i don't know uh yeah. it's yeah it's a scary thing yeah. so like i i want i want something i want security in that right. way and that's what i think a union could help with um, but a, I, a collective uh, bargaining strength within a company, but also within an industry yeah. where there are many either unions that represent many workforces or companies or multiple unions representing across a whole sector. Yeah, um, the, it sets a tone and, 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 it, and it, it, it benefits a whole industry, not just a company. So yeah. that's why you need the examples to set it to then it starts growing because like yeah. just what, you know, unionizing Activision isn't going to fix it, yeah. you know? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it just it takes time. But yeah, yeah. I'm just glad that. It's still happening. Yeah. And it's good that it becomes a flashpoint every year at GDC. Yeah. That's it is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. That's our show. If you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club in your favorite podcast app and be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or are nice like us. We really do need to know you're out there. So leave a review and tell all your friends too. They really do read your reviews. And especially if you fill out Nicegames.club slash feedback. Yes. <laughs> we also want to hear directly from you. So follow us on Twitter and all the other things at Nice Games Club and email us at contact at nicegames.club. Lastly, you can find out about the show, your nice host, as well as get all the links and other show notes to this and other episodes at nicegames.club. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Do not put that after the credits. <laughs> Noted. Yeah, I'll put I'll put a note uh, there, and I'll, I'll I'll remember what you meant. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll put a note about that in being in the credits. Yep. right there, so that no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put my giant sniff and ah in the credits. I know. I, I put a note about it. <laughs> giant sniff in the credits. I know what you mean. When I edit it later, I'll I'll. <laughs> Thank you.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 